places, places, please. Welcome to Valley Stage Notes, all things theatre in the Valley. I'm Kevin Julian with my co-hosts, Marna McClendon and Keith McClendon. Now I'll be talking with Dan Ashlock and Pat Draypack about their recent production of Stephen King's Misery. And I'm really excited to be talking about them because, well, I saw the show and it was a wonderful show. Also, I know there were some problems, some challenges along the way. They had to cancel the show to begin with, and then they rescheduled it. So I'm interested to learn about that. What I liked when I saw Misery is just thinking about how in a primarily two-person play, the tension, the chemistry between the two of them, how to make that work. That was exciting to me. So I'm looking forward to this interview. Yeah, and I like being here in this Beautiful yeah. theater with the, <laughs> with the velvet red seats <laughs> where all the magic happens. Starlight yeah. Community Theater, it is a very nice venue. It's kind of out. North Phoenix. Yeah it's, yeah, it's out from the main area, but it's a very nice theater. It's wonderful to watch productions there. Yep, good to be here. Tell us a little bit about what, what is misery about if nobody's heard of it before? Misery um, is based on a Stephen King novel that came out in the 80s, I believe. Um, and it is the story of a author of very famous romance novels who goes to a fictitious town in Colorado to finish his books. Always. That, that's his um, MO. That's his tradition, if you, if you will. And... He has a, a fan uh, that really loves him and really obsesses about him. And she stalks him and mm-hmm. he has a car accident, we think. And <laughs> she saves him, we think. And then she holds him <laughs> hostage for several months while he rehabilitates. So you two were primarily the only two actors in in the show. There was a also Eric Bond Correct. did an excellent job as local law enforcement. Yes. yes but really yes. the show is you too. How did you pick artistic director? How did you <laughs> pick a Stephen King novel which became a movie? How did you pick this to put on the stage? Well, personally I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Oh, good. And when I saw that um, Misery was written for the stage several years ago I like, oh, I ha- we have to do this sometime. And then the version that they put out originally, Stephen King didn't like, and so they kiboshed it. And so I kept on bugging the um, publishing house, saying, when are they gonna re-release it? When are they gonna re-release it? And I, I'm pretty sure that on the day they re-released it, like I applied for rights and <laughs> did not know how it would pan out. Um, but it, it, it was me being that obsessive Stephen King fan um, that kind right. of brought it to Starlight. <laughs> now, Pat, what did you think about it when, it when Dan said, hey, Pat, <laughs> I got the rights to misery? <laughs> well, 
when someone says, I'm thinking of you for this role, and the role is a crazy person, you go, oh, well, what, what part of me do you think? It was um, a natural. Yeah. Right <laughs> it was like typecasting. No, um, I, I, actually, I was very honored that Dan thought of me, and I was, I, why we've been in shows together in the past, um, but nothing to the extent that Misery would allow us to be partners in. So, uh, but, and what I mean by that is like, if you go to a party and you're at the party and there are other people at that party, but you never get a chance to talk to them, even though you're both at that party, we've been in shows where we're both in that show, but we don't have any action interaction really as characters. So yeah, we were both in the show, but, but Misery gave us a chance to really, you know, partner to really interact. <laughs> now, Dan, you have directed a good bit in your community theater career. How did it feel to be directed? So I started out as an actor way back in middle school and pretty much I've acted almost every year of my life except for the two years that I was in grad school because that was too much work <laughs> that I didn't have any free time. And a, a year or two when we moved here to Arizona. I was just trying to get myself set up in my my professional job and I thought Arizona theater was a little bit too um, professional for me and so I didn't want to and then I did I took the dive but um, having been a direct having been an actor for so many years I wanted to I knew that I wanted to be the kind of director that had all of the positive things from all the directors that I had worked with. And I knew that I wanted to avoid all of the negative behaviors or experiences that I had had as an actor with bad directors. And so, you know, being in charge of things is always what I always strive for. And so being a director of production, you're pretty much in charge. So, Pat, you've worked with Dan a good bit, mm -hmm. both as a director and as a fellow actor. Mm -hmm. And it was basically the two of you on stage. So, for the disclosure, Martin and I saw the show. Okay. Loved it. Was there any challenge to bringing this show oh. to, to the stage? Well, there was the obvious challenge when the show well, was... Tell us about that. Okay. <laughs> well, the show was actually supposed to be produced in November of last year. And then um, I was injured. I fell. Um, we were in Tech Week, and the Sunday oh, night before we were to open, we had run Tech here. And I went home, and I fell and was hospitalized. And I fell mm. on my knees. I needed to have knee replacement surgery. Mm. So you can't really do a show with Annie on a walker, <laughs> or um, you know. So it just limited. So fortunately. Starlight Board and the director, who was Bob Taylor, and the rest of the cast put it on the back burner when they really could have recast my role and have done Misery sooner than what we did, which we did, oh. you know, this year. But it was almost not quite a year, but nine months from the original date. And there's a lot of talent in the Valley. So there, you know, I anybody could easily be replaced in that amount of time, but they stayed. And so I was very fortunate that they stayed with me and allowed me to heal till I physically was able to come back. And then till they had space in the calendar to actually perform the play. Well, that's the thing about community theater is there rarely are understudies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it wasn't a small role. So it's not like, oh, we can just like an ensemble have somebody come in and do it. Well, but. I'm thinking also Dan, 
was your partner and you were Dan's partner. Yeah. I think Dan would have been um, not as enthused perhaps <laughs> with moving forward without you. Well, I'd like to think that, you know, like I admire Dan and I respect Dan, but it's also community theater and theaters yeah. need revenue and you need a time and a place. So, you know, I just was very appreciative of that. We were allowed to continue that that partnership. There was never a question that we wouldn't continue the partnership. Well, you had such chemistry on stage. I can attest to that. Yes. And Dan, you spent almost the whole play either in bed <laughs> or in a wheelchair. <laughs> was that Lucky. a challenge? Was that <laughs> um, at first, it was a real challenge because I didn't know how to keep still. You know, my character's legs were really messed up and Annie did surgery on them in her home. And so they were really, really messed up. And so for the first, at least, eight or nine scenes, I wasn't allowed to move my legs at all. And that was really challenging, especially because I tend to get leg cramps and the only way to relieve them is to move them around. Right. And so it luckily it didn't happen during a performance, but it certainly happened during rehearsals that I would get leg cramps. Um, so that was that was challenging. I act, It was actually a breath of fresh air when I could get in the wheelchair and at least move around a little bit. Yeah. Good. Now, it was a terrific production, and if you had it to do again, would you, other than not having an injury, <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like that. is there anything that you would do differently that you can think of now? Oh, you mean as to the actual delivery of the performance? Yeah, if you said, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna run this again, mm. and you're not gonna get injured, are you gonna change anything? And you can't change the script, but right. as far as stage action goes, or attitudes, or you know, anything. I, no, I can honestly say for me, although you never see yourself perform, you know, these are not taped or videotaped, so you never see yourself, but just from what I thought I delivered or did and looking at it as a whole, I, I really couldn't think of anything I would have done differently or would have had anyone else do differently. Like, you know, if I had directed, I, I just was pleased with the whole product, how it went. And Absolutely. so were we. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really, right. There's something I'd, I'd like to interject. When oh, sure. Dan, Dan Ashlock, you had asked him if, um, if it was a challenge, you know, to be still all that time. And, and I would have, from an acting perspective, line learning, I know as an actress, I learn a lot of my lines by blocking, uh, which helps me remember, oh, I'm here or I'm wearing this outfit, so I'm in this scene. Uh, and I actually thought that Dan had a harder, would have had a harder time learning lines because I'm in bed. I'm in bed for a scene. You know what I mean? I, what scene, you know, what, what's Annie wearing? What's she bringing me? Oh, okay, soup, okay, I guess this is, but I think that's a lot harder for an actor when you're that's stationary. A real, that's very yeah. insightful, I think, to, under, to know how you work, and it doesn't always work. Dan had to do something Different, else. I guess. Yeah, and I'm wondering, Dan, how did you stay alert then, considering that challenge, to stay in character, make sure you didn't miss any lines? Um, it wasn't too hard to stay alert. I mean, Annie had so many different emotions that went up and down that it always kept my character on his toes. And even if he's hobbled, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. hobbled on his yeah. toes. Yeah. I like yeah. the Figuratively yeah. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she takes out that sledgehammer. <laughs> yes. Um, 
the first few scenes were a little sometimes were a little challenging because I was supposed to be groggy. I was supposed to be really medicated. And there were a couple of times when we rehearsed when I'd fall asleep on Pat. Like <laughs> See, forced me to be more entertaining. Like, okay, gotta take this up. You know, you just learn from that and you're like, okay, this can't happen in a real show. Now, when you had to take the hiatus because um, Pat was hurt, do you have to start over from scratch when you said, okay, we're going to do it, but Pat's back, it's been a little while, or did you have a, a basis where you could start from? Well, I don't think we had to start from scratch because, like I said, my injury was during tech week. So we were ready to roll. You know, tech week is really the light. You have your lines down. You have your blocking. Tech is right. tech right. is the lighting and the sound effects, which enhance the performance, but they're an added layer. They're not the foundation. So we had the foundation. And I think after that, we started pretty soon just meeting uh, regularly just to keep the lines fresh, yeah. running our lines not knowing when it would be rescheduled for, but keeping that part fresh enough so that we didn't have to. The only thing we had to redo, rebuild was the set, but that was uh, pretty much like a black box set, so minimal set to rebuild. Well, I always get to ask the last question oh. of the interview. So to each of you, I say, oh. what's your most memorable theater experience, Pat? Oh, as an actress or as an attendee? I'm leaving it broad, oh, okay. right? For me, I, I think about I had uh, friends in high school who were ahead of me grade-wise, and they knew of my interest in theater, and they were not theater people per se. They weren't actors. But they had tickets to see Jesus Christ Superstar, and they reached out to me and said, do you want to see the show in Chicago? And I grew up in a rural, rural town. I thought, oh, my parents are never going to let me go right? with 300 kids <laughs> to Chicago. And my parents knew of my interest in theater, and I... I have never been more impressed. So to this day, Jesus Christ Superstar is one of my favorite shows because it was my first professional right. theater when I was 16. And it was like, I I can't sing, but I want to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it so made an impression yes. in many levels, I'm thinking. Yes. Okay, yes. Dan? This is like asking what your favorite flavor of ice cream is. Uh -huh. there, there, uh -huh. if there's no possible answer. Um, everything in the theater has been memorable you know there there's two things that i think of always when i think of theater one is when i don't know exactly how old i was but my wife took me to see sunset boulevard on broadway oh. and i had long been a fan of the andrew lloyd Webber musical right and we went to new york on my birthday weekend and saw the show and Everything was perfect. It, it was amazing. Um, and so every Broadway show I've ever seen, I, I think is amazing in some way or another, but definitely that's a memorable experience. But I, I think my most memorable experience in theater is really the conglomeration of the relationships and the friendships that I have um, because of theater. You know, if I oh, hadn't done great. if I hadn't done yeah. shows with Pat, we would ne we probably would have yeah. never had the opportunity to be friends. If I didn't do a few musicals with you and Keith, I would not have ever probably ever run into you. You know, and there's for every for every production that I've been involved in, there's similar stories. That's great. That's great. Well, I so appreciate those responses. This was really a fun interview, but what I thought about so much was when Dan said 
he wasn't able to move. I mean, you forget about an actor having to be in bed, not moving, injured for the bulk of the performance. Or in a wheelchair. Or in a wheelchair. How difficult that is, just the physicality of it. It, it seems he, when he's on stage, though, he's still alert, though. Like you said, he didn't miss a line or right. nothing went wrong. So, you know, that's, you know, that's really getting involved in, in your character and what you're doing. Yeah. And it was, again, really fascinating to learn how they dealt with the challenge, um, which we talk about in the interview. Pat was injured and simply could not perform. How do you handle that? It was fascinating to hear how they handled that. That was the episode that was. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Stage Notes.